Amen, amen, amen. If everyone would be seated right now, but all our veterans remain standing, if you will. Such a joy to be able to come at this time and to celebrate. Amen. Let's give our veterans a hand, all those that are standing. It's so good to be able to celebrate their service for our great nation. Truly, America is a great nation. Amen. The devil's doing everything he can to destroy and try to destroy. Thank God for America. How many is thankful for this great country we live in today? Amen. We are truly a blessed people, blessed of God in so many ways. And I'm thankful for our forefathers and thankful for everyone that not only has given their life, that we might be free and have a free country to live in and to worship in, but even those who have served, amen, those that are serving today, our veterans, I'm grateful for them today because they gave their time, they gave sacrificially and unselfishly of themselves. And we appreciate you from the depths of our heart. Anna Grace is going to come. And she has a poem that she wants to read to you today. <clears throat> Through the feel of war, they brave this day. How proud they stand their unselfish way. Our soldiers bear what we cannot see. They assure our right to live life free. Each trained will face an unknown fate. Our support they need, don't hesitate. Just imagine how this land would be without their courage, catastrophe. All the liberties we have grown to know would not exist, this life would go. Find a thankfulness within your mind. Speak gratitude for our bravest kind. Have the willingness to show you care. For fallen heroes, hold back no tear. Reach out to God with his guiding light. For our troops do pray both day and night. America, raise your flags to wave, for we are truly home of the brave. Amen. If you will, let us pray right now. Father, we're just grateful. God, for these that are amongst us in this building today and then all those wherever they may be. God, that by faith and unselfishly serve this great country. God, we ask you, Lord, that you would bless them. Father, in this season, as all across this nation and some places, even the world, where our veterans are serving now, God, there's a celebration going on. There's a celebration, Father, of gratefulness. Lord, for these that are serving, for their family and their friends, for the land of the free and the home of the brave. God, it's a nation that we're so grateful to be a part of. Lord, let our light shine bright for Jesus. Let the veterans, God, Lord, just be increased, Father, in appreciation. And Lord, increased, Father, in your grace. And Lord, we'll give you the praise today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen and amen. Hallelujah. If you will, stand with me all over the church and 
as you will, turn to 2 Timothy chapter 2. I want to share with you a few moments, but before we do this, I want you to reach around and shake some folks' hands around you and let them know how glad you are to have them in the building with you today in the Lord's house. Amen. We are just so very grateful. Uh, each and every one of you are being a part of this service today. We're grateful. Uh, and I'm just looking for God to do so many more great and wonderful things. There's some prayers, just remain standing if you will. There's some prayers that have been answered around you. There's some lives that have been touched around you. Amen. They've got a testimony they, they, they could share. And I'm grateful for that today. The Bible said we're made overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Uh, sometimes the devil thinks he's messing you up, but he's just setting you up. Amen. Because everything he's tried to inflict upon us by faith, if we hold on, God sees us through, don't he, Brother Mark? And we're able to look back and say, look what the Lord has done. We come out with a testimony in our life. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 through 4. I want to read that. And then I want to share with you what the Lord has placed within my spirit. Paul was speaking to Timothy here, and he begins to say to Timothy, Thou endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. I want to share for a few moments from this thought, soldiers of God, enemies of darkness. Soldiers of God, the enemies of darkness. Father, we just love you again. We come to you today and thank you for the privilege we have to come into your house. Lord, to be able to worship you, it's not a light thing, Father. It's not just another Sunday doing another thing in church. God, it's important to our life. To be able to come into the house that we call your house and to surrender ourselves to you for a moment of time to worship you, Father, and to praise you for your goodness and for your mighty acts in our life. God, to come and to dine from your table and to be able to receive that which is eternally life-changing in our lives. God, today across this congregation, there are those that that have many needs. God, you know every one of them. And I'm asking you, Lord, that you would hide me behind the cross of Calvary. Lord, that you would let your word go forth and that it would accomplish in every heart and every life that which you send it forth to accomplish. Father, that you would let the Holy Spirit of God cover me and flow through me. You're anointing, God, not my will, but thy will. And Lord, we will give you the praise and the glory for what you accomplish in this house today, at this season, in this time, through your word, God, which is able, Father, to free us if we respond to it. We thank you to that. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Look at somebody and tell them, I'm a soldier. Glory to God. Thank God that we get to celebrate the many soldiers that have fought for our great country today. And they have sacrificed unselfishly uh, that we might have the freedom to be here today. Can I tell you that there's a lot of folks across this world that does not have the opportunity we have today. And we don't need to take it for granted. Amen. Uh, we need to give God a big praise right now. Thank him for what we have in America today. Oh, 
um, told people oftentimes that there could come a day, God forbid, that there could come a time that we would face an onslaught battle to see churches, even in America today, come against fiercely to shut them down. You say, well, preacher, that'll never happen. Amen to God. I'm not going to sit back and think that it might not. I'm going to believe God's going to give us the ability to stand alert. Amen. And to march forward in the grace of his anointing and pray that we'll never have to see that in America today. I'm thankful today that we have the ability, amen, to God to understand by his grace uh, the days and the hours that we're living in, how important it is for us to not only think about soldiers in the carnal realm and in this America that we live in, but also in the spiritual realm. For how many know today that all that we face, uh, all the works of darkness and all the enemy, amen, is bringing against uh, us in the physical realm is from a spiritual source, amen? And the Bible says, as Paul is uh, speaking to Timothy, that we are to guard ourselves as soldiers, uh, amen, to God of Jesus Christ, the man that warth must be prepared, amen, to the Lord. How many is prepared today in your life? Paul is instructing Timothy concerning spiritual warfare. How many believes that's real today? Some places I've been, I've heard people say that word spiritual and then follow up behind that word with warfare and people would get offended or people would get uneasy. But the truth of the matter is that we are fighting in a spiritual battle day after day. I don't know about you, but when I got saved, the battle begun many times uh, because I was not aware of the battle until I got saved, until I came to know Christ is my Savior. And I realized uh, that there was a struggle, even more so than I'd ever known before, a struggle, amen, against darkness, against spiritual wickedness. And uh, many would like to put that under the rug somewhere and not deal with it. But the fact remains that that's what we're dealing with in America today and across this world. We're fighting a spiritual battle. Now, if you're a, si a Christian and you're saved, then you're an overcomer today. Amen. You know that you are victorious through Jesus Christ, but that doesn't mean that we don't have to engage in the spiritual warfare and to be prepared today. Paul is instructing Timothy to be prepared. He begins to speak to the church in Ephesians in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 and he said we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. By nature's default today church we are in that battle whether we choose to be or not, we are there. Amen. I want you to understand today that you don't have to be afraid to be in the battle. If you're a child of God, you're already victorious. Amen. It's not a fearful thing to talk about. It's not a fearful thing to be aware of, to know that we are up against a spiritual darkness, that the enemy is coming against every church member he can, every Christian he can. He's coming against the sinners to destroy their lives. But we as the soldiers of God do not have to be afraid of the enemy. Amen. Come on, somebody. Look at somebody around you and say, don't be afraid. You're on the winning side if you're a child of God today. You don't have to be afraid. The Lord is on your side. I want you to understand today it's a joy to be a part of the Lord's army. How many is grateful to be a part of that army today? How many is thankful to be able to know that your Lord and your Savior
Savior called you out. He called you to an old rugged cross. He saved you. He bought you. You were born into the kingdom of God. You became a soldier in the army of the Lord. I'm proud to be a soldier. Many today stood up proud to be American soldiers and to fight for this great country. There are those today that are fighting and they're proud. And as Christian soldiers, we ought to stand proud today and give God glory for who he is and thank him for bringing us into the army of God. It's a, it's a joy to be a part of the, the purpose of God. It's a joy to be a part of what God is doing, to see, amen, and experience the great hand of our commander-in-chief, Jesus Christ the righteous, bringing us to victory after victory, bringing us through battle after battle, seeing the enemy flee at times, and seeing the enemy's plans thwarted by the grace and the mercies of Almighty God. How many has got some things you need God to move in? You've got some battles you want to see God destroy the enemy's work in them. You want to see God's grace move in a powerful and mighty way? Then stand up like the soldier of God you are and keep marching on by faith and trust in your God. You're marching into a winning battle. Amen. I'm telling you we're not defeated today as soldiers of God. There's some things that Paul was speaking by nature's default. We're in the battle. This battle is against unrighteousness. It's against sin. All things, uh, amen, to God that are not of God, that are unrighteous, that are unholy, specifically in the worldly and in the human nature. We're dealing with, this thing, with these things day in and day out. Whether we're Christians or whether we're sinners, we are faced with these things in our life, on our jobs, in our families, in our homes. I've, I've, I've been to places sometimes that there was so much darkness around that you could just sense the battle that the enemy was waging in those particular families and in those particular settings and just wondering and hoping and praying that there was somebody, amen, that could be in the midst, including myself, that would have faith enough to say, I'm going to stand up as a soldier of the army of God and make a difference if God will give me the grace to do that. Can somebody understand that, that we are faced with things of the world? We're faced with, with the human frailty, with the sin nature, and we'll go places in life that the enemy is waging war that sometimes we're able to sense and sometimes we're not able to see. But as children of God and as soldiers in the army of God, we must be alert. Touch somebody and say, be alert. Be alert. Don't walk, don't walk blind. Be alert in every place you go because sometimes you're going to walk in places where this darkness is that you're going to need to be ready to hear what the commander says. You're going to be ready, need to be ready to hear what the Lord is saying to your life. Somebody needs you to pray over them. Somebody needs you to speak a word of truth into that dark situation because the enemy is pressing against them, trying to divide and destroy. But as soldiers of the army of God, we are prepared with what we need to go forth and to do battle in the midst of it all. Don't look at some, look at somebody around you and tell them, be ready. You got to be ready to go into these places and not be afraid to deal with them, not be afraid to, to get involved, not be afraid to let the Lord use you because in God using you as a soldier of his army, God is going to equip you and he is going to manifest through you the things that he needs to accomplish will not be by you, but will be through you. Come on, somebody. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> Amen. I'm telling you, somebody needs to understand this, that the captain of this army, his name is Jesus Christ. I'll never forget a song God gave me years ago. I wrote it. I haven't sung it much, but the song said, we are in a warfare. I cannot understand why people try and fight alone. Satan's there on every side trying to bring us down. We need a captain who will lead us on. I'm telling you, church, we've got that captain in Jesus Christ today. We know the captain of our souls. He has commissioned us. He has given us what we need to go forth into the battles of life. We don't need to run from them. We need to square up and stand up like we know who God is today and believe that he alone is able to work a work of grace through our life. The enemy cannot stand a chance through God's grace working through your life. Have you ever seen the enemy win a battle over your God? No, and he's not about to do so. Amen. The only way that he'll win is if we surrender to what he's doing. Come on, somebody. There are many people today say, well, why don't God do this? Why don't God do that? I've never, they've never surrendered to God. They can't see a reason to. And they question, why? Why do I surrender to, to God? He hasn't done anything for me. I'm telling you what, if you'll surrender to him, you'll see him do great things for you. Amen. If you'll come up under his umbrella and you'll allow him to be God of your life, then you will begin to see. Oh, come on. I've never served in the army. I wish I had, but I don't know how good it would have been for me because I never experienced it. I never enlisted. Amen. I'm ashamed to say that. I wish I had maybe spent a few years in there. I'm grateful for our veterans today. But don't tell me you know God if you haven't surrendered and enlisted by grace at the cross and become a soldier of God, what God can do in your life. I'm telling you, church, we must understand that God wants to work a work of grace through his soldiers. You're equipped for the battle. You're equipped to be victorious. You're not going to lose. So why fear? Amen. Why run from what the enemy is doing in your life? Stand strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You're an overcomer and the devil cannot win. Where God has his soldiers moving forward, he is with you. You're not alone. And good things can come out of bad situations. Can somebody say amen? Oh, there have been many tragedies that have happened in warfare. But how much great has come out of, of the things of sacrifice? Amen. We're here today because blood was shed, not just because a war was declared. Amen. Come on, somebody. We're, 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 not, we're not here in freedom just because war was declared and we went to battle. Somebody gave their life. Woo! Y'all feel the Holy Ghost. I feel him. Somebody gave their life. They shed their blood. They served. They gave of their time unselfishly and with great sacrifice to make sure, Brother David, that the land that they were from, their homeland, would remain free. Come on now, somebody. You're a part of that today. Somebody shed their blood. Somebody gave sacrifice. So we got to understand that because of that, we have what we have today. And if I could point you back to over 2,000 years ago, the very captain that enlisted you already shed his blood for you. And the... 
He already shed his blood for you. The blood was shed that you could be free. The blood was shed that you wouldn't have to cower down to the enemy. You're a victorious winner because of what he did on the cross of Calvary. What we're enjoying today is not a martyrdom. It's a faith that marches forward with the gospel of Jesus Christ to let the world know that they don't have to live in this darkness. They don't have to be defeated of the enemy. They just need to know this God that we know, this Lord that we know that shed his blood to give us hope. My goodness, why would we as a church serve in weakness and frailty when we can serve in might and in faith and in strength and in power? Can somebody say today we need to rise up like the mighty army that God has called us to be? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We don't have time to get frail and weak and, and buckle down under the pressures of the enemy. Amen. Paul was telling Timothy, endure hardness as a good soldier. Don't just buckle down and give in. Stand strong and true with the onslaught of the lies of the enemy that are going to be coming to try to destroy the work of God. I tell somebody, if we as a church, if we as a Christian people become lax and we forget who we are, here comes the enemy. And he's coming to pounce on us. Amen. And God told me to come by and tell somebody today, I'm raising up soldiers again. I come to remind you today that you're in the Lord's army. This battle, amen, that you face with in seasons of your life and in your journey is a victorious battle because of the blood that he shed. There was no other way that the enemy can defeat you as long as you have the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart and in your life and in your trusting him as Savior and Lord you cannot be defeated. I don't care what the enemy does to you. You are a victor. Yes. Amen. Come on somebody. I'm telling you I've seen some awful things happen in the battles of life. But I've never seen a, a soldier of God defeated. Give God praise. I've seen good people, Brother Freddie, go through some bad things. But I've never seen God's soldiers defeated. They have remained strong and true under the pressures of life. They've endured hardness. When they felt like giving up, they just kept on holding on. When they felt like just uh, uh, running from life, they kept going to church. They kept praying. They kept seeking God. The, the, their spirit man was, 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 was intertwined with a struggle in the battle. But there was a deepness inside of them, the Holy Spirit, that would quicken them and continue to give them and the strength to go on. Oh, the spirit was willing. The flesh would get weak and, and, and some things happened under those pressures. I can't tell you everything ever, ever always worked out in my mind for my good that bad things didn't happen to me in life, in the battle, but I can tell you this. He never left me. He never forsook me. He stood right by me and because of that, I am able to stand in the grace of God and declare 
declare that I am a victor, not by my might, but by his grace. Amen. My God, can somebody say this today, that it does not matter what the battle entails. When we know that the Lord is with us, we cannot be defeated. Touch somebody and tell them you're not defeated. Get on your feet. You're not defeated. Amen. Stand with a boldness and a courage and an endurance that carries us forward in victorious faith. Oh, as a good soldier today, there's something we need to understand. We're not called to love the world. Amen. Preacher, why are you so hard on us? No, 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 no. We're not called to love the world. The Bible tells us not to do that. As soldiers, we have to be disciplined. Amen. I got to remember where I am, no matter where I am. And every time I'm where I am, that I am his child. Amen. I don't care if I'm hanging out by the beach and the waves are rolling on my feet. I got to remember who I am. I can't help it if I'm on the job and there's some things going on around me. I got to remember who I am. I can't help it if my family's falling apart, things are going wrong, the world is raging against them. I got to remember who I am. Come on, somebody. I can't help it if it looks like we're being defeated. Looks can be deceiving. Yeah. Oh, but I got to remember who I am. I've got to remember that I'm not to connect with the unrighteousness of this world and I'm not to connect with the worldly sin, uh, human sin nature, that I'm not to embrace these things and to reach out with a desire to partake of them. There's a reason for that. God did not want us contaminated. He wanted us strong. Amen. Come on, somebody. He doesn't want us to be confused by the things that we've allowed to come into our life. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 through 16, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but it's of the world. There's some things here that, 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 that we find in 1 John that are important to, that we make sure that we guard ourselves against as soldiers of God's army. And that is one, the lust of the flesh or indulging in sin. Amen to God. There's some people sitting around you. Amen. And maybe you're one of them that is an indulger. Preacher, you're, ju you're judging me. No, I'm telling you the truth. Where the shoe fits, wear it. Amen. Either you're indulging in sin or you're overindulging to sinful measures. Amen. So preacher, that's not me. I'm not doing that. Well, if that's not you, praise the Lord. But I just want you to be aware today that the Bible declares that there are things that are happening in the realm of our lives. And we're either embracing it or we're resisting it. And as a soldier of God, you should not be embracing it. Amen. Come on now. I don't care what the world is doing. You're a soldier of God. I don't care if it's the, 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 the new thing or the fad. I, it's not a new thing or a fad. What does God say? Amen. 
Is that important to our life? Because what seems like a fad and what seems like is, is good today because it's the thing to do today may be the very thing that takes us away from where God desires us to be near to the heart of His grace as a soldier of God's army. And there are many today, amen, all across this world that are indulging in sin. Come on, somebody. And that sin has corrupted their lives. Even Christians today, as Paul was saying, you've got to endure the hardness. You cannot fall into the trap of the enemy. Just because the Lord saved you does not mean that you set your foot out to sin because grace abounds. No, we are not to set forth as a soldier with any intent to do anything that displeases him who has called us to be a soldier. I want to be in his grace grace. I want to be in his anointing. How many is with me today? Amen. We are not to set forth to do those things which are displeasing as, as God's soldiers because we handicap ourselves and we corrupt ourselves from being able to, to be the conduit that God chooses to flow through that brings great victories in our battle's path. And then he begins to say the lust of the eyes. Oh, we talk about the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes. Some people are living by what they feel. If it feels good, it's right. No. Everything that's ever felt good to me ain't always been right. Amen. Come on, somebody. And that's what happened to a lot of people in this world we're living in today. They've done it for years and it felt good for years, so they see nothing wrong with it. Amen. But God didn't send his son to die on the cross to Come on now. To save us from our... Help me, Jesus. I'm trying not to say it, but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyhow. He didn't die on the cross to save us from what we thought was right. He died on the cross to save us from the truth of sinful destruction. Amen. And he didn't waste his time. There was power in the blood that day. <laughs> My goodness, brother. There was power in the blood over 2,000 years ago and there's power in that blood today. Amen. It delivers today. I haven't seen it, but it's there. Amen. Would you be free from your burden of sin, from your feel-good feeling? Amen. It's a burden. It feels good, but it becomes a burden, don't it? Because everything that feels good ain't always God, but we're living according to the flesh and feeling, and we're burdening ourselves down with chains that the enemy has placed upon us. And before long, we start thinking, well, if it feels good, it must be right. If it feels good, no, 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 no. 
we've got to come to a saving knowledge of God that sets us free, that understands that the captain of this army has shed his blood and that blood alone is only what has the power to break the chains off our lives. It is his blood, come on somebody, and not our feel good opinions that set us free. Amen? It's his truth that sets us free. And then he says the lust of the eyes. He was talking about the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes. And he says, glory to God, that we can't be tempted of sight. How many things have seen things that look good? Only to find out that that could have been your worst nightmare. Amen. Bible said Abraham and Lot were sojourning together and they came to a time in Genesis that they had so many possessions they could not dwell together. And so Abram said, Lot, you choose which way to go. You know what Lot did? He was looking for something to look good. Amen. Oh, if I can find something to look good. And he found in the plain of Jordan, he found water that flowed. He found a beautiful garden. He said it looked like Egypt. He said, oh, that's where I want to go. And he took his family, their possessions, his servants, and they pitched near Sodom. And the Bible said there was so much evil going on there in Sodom. But Lot had his eyes focused on what looked good. Amen. I'm telling you, there are people today that are trying to do ministry by what looks good. Come on, somebody. They, they are trying to further, amen, personal religious agendas by what looks good. There are people that are trying to take your family into greater places by what looks good. And the greatest thing that could ever happen to humanity did not happen in a beautiful setting. Amen. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by, if you could have been there, it didn't look so pretty. As a matter of the children of Israel were looking for a king. They weren't looking for somebody to be a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. They were looking for a king. They could not see Jesus being crucified on the cross as, as lining up with what they thought determined or manifested the truth of the Messiah. They were looking for something that looked good. They were looking for somebody that looked like a king, that walked like a king and act like a king. But what they didn't understand was that God had to send his son to defeat the sin nature by his blood. And he came as a lamb first, but that he will return. Come on, somebody. And when he does, he'll return just exactly like what they were looking for him to be to start with. Amen. He's going to look like a king. He's going to smell like a king. He's going to act like a king. And guess what? He's going to be the king. King of kings and Lord of lords to the glory of God. This is the commander in chief of our army. 
the armies of God. Then he begins to talk about the pride of life. And today there's so many that are hooked on their feelings and are hooked on, on, on things of sight. And they are, they are driven by the pride of life. They worry about what status they have in life. And, and, and to, to be able to uh, produce some kind of, of mirage, if you will, and even sometimes evidence that declares unto people that they are all that. And then some. I want to tell you we're nothing without him. We are nothing without him. Romans chapter 12 verse 3 said, For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Amen. Look at somebody and say, I, I, I don't want you to look at me that way. Amen. Don't look at me that way. Oh, we ought not to think of ourselves this way, but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. These things would disqualify us when we began to live in this world and in our lives, allowing ourselves to embrace these things. It will hinder us from being the soldiers that God has called us to be. We're not to love the world, neither the things that are in the world. And then the Lord said unto me, we're not to be unprepared. We are called to be a prepared people. Look at somebody say, put on the whole armor. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. What was he saying to the church at Ephesus? He was saying there is a spiritual warfare. Amen. That we must be prepared to stand again in the midst of. Now we might want to just brush it under the rug and act like it doesn't exist, but it does not take it away. We need to face by God's grace the things that are before us and trust that God through our preparedness and through his provision will carry us into greater realms and to greater ministry and into greater places every battle won one step at a time. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 3 said we're to take the whole arm of God that we may be able to withstand in the evil day. Having done all to stand. God's given Paul a recipe for being a good soldier. How many wants to be a good soldier? I don't want to be just a soldier. My goodness, I want to be a good soldier. I want to be a soldier that's marching in strength and in great power in God's grace. He says to stand, therefore, having our waist gird with truth, putting on the breastplate of righteousness. Amen. The only way we're going to win, amen, is to walk in that truth today and to take the belt, amen, of truth and to tighten it up. Amen. And to continue to walk in self-discipline. Anything that gets in the way, amen, let truth begin to tighten it up and, and, and cover it and let God's truth be the grace in which we, we are equipped to go forward. And can somebody understand today that God's truth is the only way that we can protect ourselves fully against the onslaught of the enemy. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Obedience. Look, somebody say obey. It's not just good to hear, but it's good to obey. The breastplate of righteousness gives us the ability to march forward in protection and clothes us in his righteousness. Obedience is the key to clothing ourselves in this breastplate. Obedience is an indication of faith. It's an indication of trust in the living God. How many trust him today? 
Then he says, have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. It's important for us to be able to stand firm in the midst of spiritual combat. Let me believe that. And, and, and they say historically, they say that uh, Roman soldiers used to have spikes in their shoes so that they could get a good grip on the ground so that when the enemy come and they were in battle that, that they would have a good stability. Oh, there's no great, greater stability you can have than the peace of God. Come on now, give him praise if you believe that. Peace of God. Peace of God in my life. What keeps the wind from blowing me back? I'm steadied by the peace of God. Amen. I'm steadied by the gospel of peace. Prepared within my heart to stand in that every day. Knowing the peace of God concerning us gives us that ability to stand. That God is our strength. Amen. Today. How many have that peace in your heart? If you don't, you ought to. That God is your peace. Then he says, take the shield of faith. Which is simply this. That, that ability to be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked, that spiritual warfare that's going on, it has unseen fiery darts of destruction coming our way. Amen. We face it every day. Sometimes we face it when we get out of the bed. Look in the mirror. And the devil starts lying to you. Oh, you must have been a beautiful baby. Amen. Everything the enemy throws at you is a fiery dart. Amen. Well, God must not love you because he didn't do what you asked him to do. That's a fiery dart of the enemy. Well, you know, this thing ain't going to turn out the way that, that you thought it was going to turn out. I guess, I guess your God... He just ain't going to pull through. He must not love you. That's a fiery dart of the enemy. Well, the church don't care about you. That's a fiery dart of the enemy. Amen. Nobody loves you. That's a fiery dart of the enemy. Nobody cares about your contribution to ministry. That's a fiery dart of the enemy. Amen. Quit listening to the enemy. <laughs> Come on, come on, somebody. Take the shield of faith, which is able to quench all the fiery darts. Trust in the word of God and his promises today. Amen. Don't let the fiery darts of the enemy get to you. Throw up the promise of God. I like what they put out on the sign. Amen to God. Embrace his promises. Don't just look at them. Embrace them. Amen. Let them become a part of who you are. Why? This gives you the ability to share yourself against the enemy because every time the enemy slings a, a fiery dart at me I have to go back to the promise of God and shield myself from the onslaught of this destruction I'm here today not in my own power but because God gave me the shield of faith the promise of his word to shield the powers of the fiery darts of the enemy I feel the Holy Ghost today amen you here today need to be able to defend yourself. You're not always going to have somebody to coddle you. Come on, somebody. 
When soldiers are out there, they're fighting in the battles, they are equipped, they're trained. And when they're in battle, they don't need somebody that needs coddling with them. Amen. They need somebody that's strong. They need somebody that's got courage. They need somebody you're not always going to have when the enemy, yes, there's some hurtful things that'll happen, but you've got to be able to shield yourself. Come on now. And you've got to be able to say, I'm going to protect myself by the promises of God's word today. I've got to hurry. I'm trying to hurry. And then he says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The helmet of salvation covers our minds and protects us uh, from what the enemy will try to do to inflict doubt. As I was speaking of earlier, that he will be able to bring us to a level that we can become prey in his attack. Your confidence will fail, fear will set in, and, and doubts will arise. But when you are assured of the salvation of God and you have the helmet of salvation on, you will protect your mind from those things. In other words, there have been times in my life when the enemy has tried to, to speak to my mind, but because I had the helmet of salvation on, I knew I was a child of God. No matter what he would speak to me, I was covered. My mind was covered. There are many today that are falling apart. You just need to rest in the assurance. Put on the helmet of salvation and rest in the assurance of what he did on the cross and that you have been born again. Amen. You're a child of God. Yes, you are. And then he says, the sword of the spirit, which is God's word. How many believes the word of God can put the enemy on the run? We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. The word of God has the authority to back the enemy up. And it also has the authority to destroy the plan of Satan in our life. There's so many people today say, well, you know, this is just destined for my family. This is just destined for me. This is just uh, the way things are gonna be. No, it don't have to be that way, amen? My goodness, if we settle for what the devil wants us to settle for, we're defeated. But we need to understand that the word of God has the power the sword of the spirit, the word of God has the power to put the enemy on the run. Touch somebody around and say, sometimes you just got to say, Satan, get behind me. Satan, get behind me. Amen. I'm telling you, you're not going to destroy my family. You're not going to destroy my loved ones. You're not going to destroy my church. I'm a soldier in God's army. I'm not going to sit back and watch while you inflict your battles in these situations in my life and do nothing. I have been resourced with every source of victory, victory I need. Amen? And that means this today. As a soldier of God, we are not spectators. Taters. We are engagers. Amen. And lastly, God spoke to me and said, we must fight a good fight. Look at somebody say, you got to fight. You got to fight. Don't sit back and do nothing. Fight. Fight the good fight of faith. Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy 6, 12. Lay hold on eternal life where you're also called and have professed a good profession before many witnesses. How many, how, many, how many Christians do we have in the house? Don't raise your hand, don't raise your hand. That's a good question though. Think about this for a moment. 
Answer this to yourself. Has your Christian walk always been easy? It wasn't meant to be. Amen. It was victorious, but it wasn't meant to be easy. Jesus said in this life you'll have struggles. But be not afraid. I have overcome the world. Amen. In other words, he was saying there's going to be some resistance. There's going to be some struggles. The Greek word for that word fight that Paul was speaking to Timothy about is simply translated to agonize. How many has had some agonizing experiences in your Christian walk? Oh, you, you found yourself, uh, as the disciples were, agonizing fully and disciplined to win the spiritual warfare that was at hand. Uh, you was like a bulldog holding on to a bone. You wouldn't turn it loose. You, you stayed fervent in your prayer. You stayed fervent in your relationship with God and in, and in your devotion and, and in your attendance and, and faithfulness to the church and to God and everything that he called you to. You stayed focused. It, was, it wasn't always a, a good feeling, but you were dedicated to the discipline of agonizing to fight the good fight of faith. I'm not fighting for naught. I'm fighting because I ought. Amen. You ought to be a fighter. Amen. Somebody told me one time, said, I, I'd love to be a boxer, but I'll never be big enough to fit in and, and to ever do that. But I always wanted to be a boxer. Well, if you're a child of God, get in the fight. Amen. Come on, somebody. Don't just sit back and, and just wait on everything to be uh, uh, just beautiful. Walk in the park, amen, to God. Sometimes we got to win a few battles to enjoy the blessings of what's on the other side of the battle, amen. Sometimes we got to press through some hard places, brother buddy, to enjoy what lies on the other side. Can somebody understand that God will never let us take a battle on without giving us the ability to enjoy the spoils of what's on the other side and rejoice in the grace. My God, somebody shout amen. God's going to reward you for your faithfulness in the battle. Amen. He'll give you a season to enjoy the blessings of your faithfulness. We got to keep pressing on. I'm fighting. Stand with me if you will. Sister Ron, if you'll come. A soldier in God's army, I'm fighting for my well-being. How many is concerned about you? That's not selfish. Because if I'm not where I'm needing, where I need to be, I can't help somebody else. Amen. I need to be where, where I can help somebody else. I need to be able to to take care of my well-being. I'm fighting for my well-being. I'm fighting for my health spiritually. I'm fighting for my church's well-being. How many loves your church? Amen. Look at somebody around you and tell them, I love my church. It's God's church. Amen. That's why I love it. It's God's church. I'm fighting for it. I'm fighting for my family's well-being. Amen. How many loves your families today? I don't care if you're the only soldier in your family. Don't you stop fighting. Amen. Don't do it. You keep being that that God's called you to be. You're important. 
strategically in the winning of the battle. Their souls are to be massacred by Satan, onslaught of massacre by Satan, lost and undone. I want to tell you, it's the soldiers of the army of God that can make a difference. I'm fighting for righteousness in an unrighteous world. I'm fighting to shine the light of the gospel in a dark world. I'm fighting to make a difference. One battle at a time. One battle at a time. Are these things important to you? These things I just mentioned, are they important to you? They should be. Are you thankful? If you're, if, if you're saved today, are you thankful to be a part of the army of God? Are you willing to say, Lord, Commander, speak it into my ears, place it in my heart. Prepare me and put a fight in me. Come on, somebody. The Holy Ghost will give you an unction to function as a soldier in God's army. Some of you lost your fight. God said, I'm going to put an unction in you again. Prepare me and put a fight in me. Now, I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about spiritually. Now, don't y'all go outside punching each other. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We're wrestling against spiritual wickedness in high places. God wants to put a fight in you. That you'll fight at the altars of prayer. That you'll fight in your faithfulness. That you'll fight today in your praise life. That you'll fight in your relationship with God. That you'll fight in your diligence. That you won't give up. God wants to put this fight in you. How many say, Lord, prepare me and put the fight in me. If that's you today, I want you to come and stand before these altars and say, yes, God, here I am. Prepare me. Put the fight in me. Amen. I want to be that soldier that is worthy of your grace, that is worthy of your mercies, that is worthy, amen, to stand in the midst of these battles by the anointing of God. Oh, I'm on the battlefield. My God, today, Father, you have spoken your word to this congregation. Lord, as they're coming all across this place, Lord, you are, by your Holy Spirit, God, you are putting a preparedness and putting a fight back in them. Lord, I'm going to serve you till I die. I'm your soldier. Yes, Holy Ghost of God, let there come a fresh anointing. Yes, today. God is standing here praying. Here I am, God. Here I am. I'm your soldier. I'm here for you. 